You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marian Meshad, welcome to Token Theater Friends. I'm so excited and happy to have you here. Um, you. It's a pleasure. Before we get started with like the meaty questions, can you tell our viewers and our listeners what English is and what character you play in it? Sure. Um, English is on a basic level a play. It's an off-Broadway play playing at the Atlantic Theater right now. And it's it follows um, a TOEFL classroom, which is a test as a as English as a foreign language of English. My English is now going working on this play, um, and it's four adult students and a teacher in Karaj, Iran, in two thousand and eight, and it follows their sort of classroom settings for about six weeks and you know, their sort of relationship to language and identity through the learning of this other language and also what that means for them in terms of their opportunities and hopes and why they're in the class and sort of their, their relationship to English also reflects their relationship to each other, how they're competitive, how they resist, how they affect the teacher and how she affects them is basically the sort of the umbrella of this play. Um, although on a much like the deeper level of the play is so much about identity and your mother tongue and who you are and what language and who you want to be in what language and accents and what, just the, the, the sense of belonging and what language sort of means and what it means to be on the outside or on the inside and all the intricacies of our own feelings about our voice and how we feel, especially given like being in our homeland versus being someplace else and where you're headed. Your character in so many ways almost exists in a sort of limbo where you're half English, half, you know, Parsi, and then you kind of wonder where is the character going to end up? How was it for you as an actor to access that you know, really strange place, very gray place almost to exist? It's such a great question. You know, I, from the minute I read the scripts really until now, 
<laughs> I all my I somehow viscerally understood this this idea that someone you know what we're born to and what we are supposed to be is not doesn't always link up with our idea of ourselves you know like sometimes some people feel more alive in something that isn't necessarily given to them or is not their supposed birthright and I, I understood how you can have a real romantic idea of yourself that I think you know for my character imagine like this is probably the class that breaks her in many ways because it kind of comes at a point in her life where she's both vulnerable in, sen in the sense of what she feels like she's losing as more and more time passes of this idea of herself that I think she feels she was very alive in this time in her life and in this language but the truth of it is that there's that is also covered up in a lot of like romance because ultimately she never fully grasped it and she never fully belonged and this question of why she comes back so I think that she keeps her possibility alive through giving it to other people but I think it gets really challenged and I and I never I feel like I can never relax with this play because it so slowly calibrates this like peeling apart of how you look at yourself and like the big questions of where is home and where do you belong and if you don't quite have it in one place or another like that this I think she carries a lot of sadness that is that is covered up by like an attempt to do something, an attempt to give this to her students. And slowly as that gets challenged, you know, it starts to chip at this like root of like, who is she really? And where is home? And why isn't home what it should feel? Um, and I, I, I really, I both had a lot of questions of like, why English, why English? And I also understood in my own ways, the things of like, you know, coming from Iran and, moving to America and being like, I want to be an actor. And my, my mom's like, we didn't leave Iran for you to come and do this. Have you heard about Marilyn Monroe? She died of drugs, <laughs> you know, like there's like so many things where it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't conditioned to go the way I did. And yet it was the thing that made me feel most myself. And there's so many things like that, I think, you know, in life. Yeah, upon, upon migrating, because you left when you were very little. You were seven years old, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, eight, but yeah. Okay, and arriving, and you arrived in the States, and you arrived in Seattle. What was your favorite word in English when you started learning English? Oh, God, when I started learning English, <laughs> I didn't have a favorite. I just was so, you know, like... And I came and I was in fourth grade and they stood me up. And the only thing I knew for sure how to say is I don't know English. <laughs> and so I, it took me a real, it took me a long time to, to develop. I just was, I, I learned it in I think three to five months I was proficient, but those first few months, like I just, I really relate to this thing in the play where she's like, your head hurts and the days feel long, like every day in class. It just was like, because people treat you like they think you're an idiot, like they think you're deaf or, deaf. you know, it's like, I, un, you know, they would introduce me and they're like, this is Nika. And I was like, I understand this is Nika. Like, well, I don't know what to say. And then they kept repeating it. Like I didn't understand. And I, you know, so like inside you is like, I'm a smart 
sensitive human being. <laughs> I just don't have the language. Um, so I think initially when I came, it was not, I was this like really skinny little girl who kind of looked like a boy. And I was a, just like, I was so sensitive and I was so afraid of making mistakes and I just didn't fit in. But so I didn't, I don't think that I had a favorite word, but I had favorite foods. <laughs> Like coming from Iran, like going to the grocery store, like I was, it was so exciting to like buy bananas and sour cream. Like I think it's like all I ate <laughs> the first year of being here. It's, you know, although That's like I now I love like, like I, I've gone through phases where like, I've tried to learn a poem a week. Like I love language. It was just in that period of time, it felt so out of my reach. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, if it, if there was an element is, as someone also who I'm from Honduras and I moved to the United States when I was in my twenties, I already spoke English, that was a, a plus. Uh, but I also, you know, like you kind of have this weird thing where you don't, you no longer know where you belong and you try and you try to grasp onto anything that reminds you of the place where you were born in order not to lose it. Was that something that, you know, your parents instigated, I guess, in you? Or was that something that you consciously knew? Because I know, especially for children, when they move to the United States, American kids are mean. It's so true. It's such a great question. You know, to tell you the truth, I feel like, I mean, my dad didn't speak English very well. And, and like at home, it was really like reinforced and reinforced, like it, just like, this is who we are. And I think initially coming here and being so on the outside and, you know, I, we moved to a particularly white suburban area. And I, I think I really resisted and pushed everything away. And I sort of thought like, in order to belong, I had to be white in order to like get ever a job in acting. Like I was always, I really struggled, I think, with, with identity and belonging. And I think like when I came to New York and I went to acting school and, you know, they really kind of start to delve into your roots. Like, what is your, what are your childhood memories? What's the music that kind you know, like, what's like your heartstrings? And it was, and I met a bunch of Iranians here who also were like, making things and I met people who were involved and and it's sort of like I it took me a long time to sort of reclaim that part of myself and and I, I would say in the last 20 years it's been a real slow and kind of beautiful experience to understand how much of I mean I know that I don't quite belong in either world but to understand like the things of Iran and that that really do belong to me and and doing this play, like sitting on stage with a mostly or like a predominantly Western audience and like listening to the song that all Iranians play when they want to cry at all parties about distance and like just listening to that. And it is a really sort of thrilling and profound experience. And I think that for a lot of us, having moved really early and having the sense of like at home being one thing and but then going into the arts, I think it is really, and this time in the arts where people are actually attempting to 
showcase these things without otherizing it or without saying like, oh, here's our one token play in which you have to explain who you are, but to not have that and just have like people existing and being funny and being crude and, you know, and, and also being Iranian has really, it's been so moving to me. And I feel like I've, re I've gotten so much of a, like my own experience back, which isn't fully Iranian or fully American. It's this in-between liminal space. So after, you know, during lockdown, obviously during a shutdown, like no one was really working on stage. And once stages started reopening, you ended up having three back-to-back-to-back plays and you're selling Kabul English and then you have Bashur here coming in the spring. Was that transition from not being on stage to going back and having three plays come for you, was that an easy transition for you to, you know, to achieve or <laughs> did you have to relearn in any way how to be a stage actor? You know, it, it, I wouldn't say it was an easy transition, but it was so welcome. Like, you know, I think like the first day going back in the subway, like fully entering the workforce was this kind of bizarre, like, and also there's always this thought, like if I get COVID, the play shuts down. So it's like you're like <laughs> you know but I think from and I I selling cobble both physically and emotionally was so challenging and tech like I had started at least the month before like doing vocal warm-up I was like I have to get my body I basically haven't raised my voice past like talking to my nine-year-old <laughs> you know like I was like I have to get in shape for that play um because it was such like a muscular experience. So I'd been doing that. But I think like walking in that very first day and like actually seeing eyes and like being hugged, like instantly it was this feeling of, it was so welcome. It was like to not try and, you know, like doing Zoom readings. And it's like, you never know if you're even fully making eye contact. And then just to like have human beings and like they're, like their smells and their touches and their temperature. It was like, you forget that that's, we're meant to be that way. <laughs> we are meant to like be with other people. It was like, it was like an instant sort of release, you know? Your mom, your mom warned you about Marilyn Monroe, but when you were little, <laughs> and you started realizing that you wanted to be an actor, who were those people that, who were the Marilyn Monroe's that your mom was worried about in your life? I mean, you mean, in, like, I think, I just think that they had an idea of, because like no one in my family had, you know, I had an uncle who was a painter, but no one had, like the idea of actors were like, it's all loose and drugs and you'll get, you know, so like, I think Marilyn Monroe was the, it was like that that was their sign of like this is what happens <laughs> if you go into acting someone will <laughs> you know break you and so but I think that so like really kind of all the stories about Hollywood and drugs and everything was like the thing that they had heard um and I think that there was the other side of it this idea like you know I just started auditioning for schools like craft and really like it's like a thing that you study is not the image that people have, you know, especially like as immigrants of like, oh, this is 
you go to college and you get like degrees <laughs> in what this is. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if she mentioned anyone other than Marilyn. That was like her sort of like beacon of what not to, like her biggest fear, um, you know. And, and, and honestly, like, it's not that it's an easy road, not necessarily for the same reasons, but it's sometimes people study and work their hearts out and they don't get to do it. It's, it's acting is not something you can, it's not, you can't go alone in a room and do it. You need other people. And so it is a more complicated sort of entry point. Um, I read that you first remember loving theater when you were very little and you went to see a play. So how, you know, what was that art upbringing then in your family? Because like, obviously your parents took you to theater. So why yeah. are they worried about you becoming an actor? <laughs> You know, I think it's really, it's amazing. I have no idea who I would be or what I would be if we'd stayed in Iran. And I, I think like when I, so they took me, you know, it wasn't that we went all the time, but I went to see this play in Iran. And I just remember like, I, I just like, I didn't want to leave. I felt like they were so in communion with each other. And it was so like my feeling, like my heart was just kind of there with them. And I think part of probably what made me an actor twofold is that I was a deeply sensitive person. I just like everything broke me. You know, I'd see a beggar on the street and I'd be like, I can't live in this world. Like I just was like, I had no skin. And for so long, you kind of live thinking that that's a really bad way to live. And it does like it hurts. And I think I also, when we immigrated, I was just so on the outside of everything. And I think the first time I did a play, I both like used this hypersensitivity and also I wasn't on the outside. And it's been this life of learning actually how sometimes where that kind of sensitivity is caught out of you because they think you won't survive in a way is like needed to be able to lend that to like your character. You know, they have to be able to like refeel and re live through things and so I think like the more I worked and the more I learned I was like oh it, it's the place in which it's it can become a strength and not your sort of fatal flaw <laughs> um so like I mean my parents you know they appreciated the arts and I is very like in Iranian culture like all of their parties like they would sit around with a group of Iranians and they would play this game where it's like you'd say a poem and whatever letter it ended on the next person had to start so it was like that like it, it is sort of in their life poetry and music and it, that kind of expression is very sort of like I don't know any Iranians who don't know poems by heart like it was such a tradition of of a way of being but they didn't consider that like art like it was just like such a part of life, you know, that I think this idea, especially coming to America and like what it is to do theater or make art, like that was a step beyond, you know, their feeling of safety. And I do think it's truly with like immigrant kids, there's this thing of like, now you've gotten this opportunity, so you better go become a doctor or a lawyer and like, you know, do well because you got the chance and it's complicated to be like, oh, I wanna do this. 
you have this really beautiful quality in the work that I've seen you on stage and television and film, uh, like thinking about something like Almost in Love, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and it's that, I don't know if I can even ask this, because you're probably gonna tell me like, I don't know, uh, but you look so alive and there's this warmth where you are, yeah, you've, you are so alive when you're acting. And I wonder, can you describe what are you feeling when you're either on stage or in front of a camera? Like, how do you achieve that, you know, really beautiful sense of just aliveness? I mean, that is so nice to hear. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I could answer that at all. Although, I mean, I guess I would say I truly, especially like when you, I feel like I'm an actor who, I feel like there are certain actors who can take any material and make it good. But like, I really, like as a person and as a artist, like I go, I like to go deep down and <laughs> like, I love process and rehearsal. And, and so the things that I find, like the things that I love or the things that I find are well-written. Like, it seems like it's just been like given the keys to the kingdom. Like, I, I love it. And I think that part of that is like, I'm happy to be there and I'm, I'm like kind of ever curious about how people behave. So I feel like if I'm engaged with people trying to figure it out, I, that is, it's the most sort of awake I feel. Um, and so I guess it comes from a sense of like really not just, you know, I, I will say like part of the best advice sort of I heard about acting, you know, I did this class a long time ago with Phil Hoffman, who I think is like one of our most beautiful genius actors. And he was like, you have to be honest with yourself, like acting's really hard. Like, and it's like pulling suitcases up your brain. And it's like, do you wanna be there doing that? Or do you wanna be at the bar afterwards being told how great you are? And it was a real like, you know, it's like this thing of, I don't, I think, I don't know too many people who go into acting not having some kind of insatiable need to be seen <laughs> or, you know, loved or something. And I think that it's true that some people just like, you just want to like stand there and be like, love me. And like you, I've also understood it's actually like really the work that protects you from it. It's like you can, if you fully engage yourself in the thing that you're doing, you're protected from being like, am I good? Am I bad? Do they like me? Do they not? You know, like you need to kind of in that moment, not worry about that to be able to do your job. And so maybe it's also like desperately holding on to that to not feel like, <laughs> to not have that question of, am I being seen? Is it being received? You know? What is it about the impermanence of theater that draws you back to the stage, knowing, for instance, that being on TV or film, you're there forever, you're preserved. And I also want to know if you go back and watch your film and TV performances, and are you very critical of yourself when you're watching yourself? These are all great questions. Um, in terms of theater, I, I, there is something... I mean, I will always go back to theater in that there is something that is, I think, like this alchemy that happens. A, I love to rehearse. 
And so I feel like you get a chance to create and craft something with people. But the fact that like every night it's alive and that you have to be so like ever present, you know, like the other night I came, like I went on stage and like the speaker had fallen. Like it's like in that moment, it's like, you're there, they're there, like you are in communication and you can't like, you know, I feel like now people watch TV while they're like scrolling through Instagram and doing this and doing that. Like, whereas like we are collectively in this world together. And there's something that I feel like the craft of acting like gets you know like every no matter how you feel like they've still paid their ticket and you got to go through this whole journey and there's something that I feel like keeps you really uh, like honest or worked out because there's not a chance to do it over like if you give a bad performance like you did that and that's on you and that's you know or or all you can do is try but like you can't ever be like well I'll just redo this and I I love to be like I love that space between the audience and that, that the, we're collectively having this experience together. Um, it feels, I mean, it's, it feels very alive. And, um, and I do like, it feels like the most process oriented, you know? And I will say like, I, I love film. And I think in a way, like when we, the way that we, um, shot almost in love we almost rehearsed it like a play because we didn't know when you know when the camera was going to be there so once you started you had to be alive as your character going through because you didn't know when the camera would catch you and I feel like I, those movies when I watch it I'm like okay I'm okay there are things and because tv is so fast I mean there's like you know, I do tend to be hypercritical and I sort of like watch it like that, you know, like the, the times where it's like, okay, it's like bearable, but I wish I could have done that like five more times. Or I wish we'd rehearse this, you know, it's, it's faster. Um, so I, but now I feel it for me though, essentially at its core, it comes down to the writing. Like if there's a good script and people who are willing to like, I feel really lucky this year that it's not only good material, but I feel like I've been really trusted in my instincts. Of, I feel like I love working with the same people because I think they get to know you and then they're like, here, yeah, you're being a little like, yeah, you could do better. You know, like you can just push each other up, you know? There's usually this external uh, necessity from, I would say like the mainstream media specifically to have artists of color and immigrants represent, you know, like according to them, we have to represent entire stars of like population and cultures and communities. And I wonder if for you, is that the case at all? Like, do you feel that burden of that response, you know, that burden of representation at times? And does this ever make you think of your work as, as activism at the same time as being acting? You know, I think it's twofold because I, I think representation really matters. And, and I, especially now, like there is many things that I will not do because I, I don't want to misrepresent, <laughs> you know, myself or my culture. I feel like it's really fortunate when activism for me comes across as just doing the thing that you like to to doing it your way and that that you know even doing this play and like having 
an Iranian song. Like, he's just like, okay, we're just talking about, we are just people. And that there is something that you have to understand. Like when we were doing Selling Kabul, I was like, the, the, we didn't have accents because a brother and sister living together in Afghanistan speaking in their mother tongue would not. And I feel like there's so many times where people expect like, oh, if you're going to see a Chekhov play or a Moliere play, they speak with British accents and that's totally acceptable. And like, they're not otherized. And so for me, it's less about like, I, I didn't, you know, I don't feel like I need to make a statement in terms of like, I don't want to be a, like I went into acting because I want to represent like human life and how they behave. And if there is something universally true, I think that that will have an impact. And if you get to know me or get to know Afia in Selling Kabul and understand that they, she is her, she's just a really good person in an impossible circumstance, you may feel less removed from that in your life when you think about helping or giving. And that is political, but I really appreciate that I'm not like a mouthpiece for a, a I think that's separate for me anyway. Like it, it's not, I don't pick, I, I pick the things that I'm drawn to and I, you know, say no to the things where I'm like, I think that you're trying to put something in my mouth that is not how I see myself or my people you know, I do think that it matters if you are rep I, I think it really matters if you're misrepresenting. But in terms of like true representation, I feel like especially living here and being both a part of, you know, I've lived here since I was eight years old. So it's not, I can't fully represent someone who's like lived their whole life someplace else. But like, I think that everyone should get the opportunity to represent what they feel connected to. I think that's how we are good artists. And I feel like just because you're from this part of the world doesn't mean that you are like, you have to like give a history lesson or like otherize yourself for the sake of these. Like, I really was like, when people are like, why don't they have accents? I was like, well, do you, when you speak to your brother, do you have an accent? Like, why would you? And why is it only this part of the world that you expect to be like, they shouldn't sound like us and they shouldn't be like us because that's what divides us and like makes us less open-hearted to those causes, you know? And I feel like that's a real, so I think, I guess it, it, when I say it's twofold that yes, I really believe in that. And I think some of the things I've done, like when I was doing Julius Caesar in the park, we were getting stored, like people were like marching on stage and because, our Caesar was dressed like Trump and like we had protests every night and people rushed the stage and like just doing that play felt like a political act and it was like in a way scary but also exciting because it's like okay like just I feel proud like I'm an actor I'm doing the thing and you can respond to it and we can have a dialogue but I don't set out to like teach anyone anything through language I just hope that I represent a human being truly enough that they take that for themselves and do with it what they will. You have played spies and secret agents in the past. And in so many ways, I feel that the work of an actor is kind of like being James Bond and getting a new dossier and getting a new mission every time. So I wonder for you, you know, like going from play to play to play and like going from Afia to Marjan in English and then going to Rishur here, 
how is that process for you? Like, do you ever find yourself right now, for instance, in English, suddenly going, wait a second, this is how Hathya, this is something that she would do. Like, oh, how do you get rid of yeah. Yeah, the character you just played? You know, I was, I was, I have to say, I was a bit worried about it because Afia was, I'd worked on that play for so long and she, I loved her so much. And she was so like inside me that I really, like I had to do like a little ceremony to let her go before I went into English. Like I lit some candles and I, like it was very woo woo, but I, because also we closed a couple of days early. So I didn't get to feel like this is the last time I'm going to like put on this costume. And so I had to like really, sort of market but I think especially I think with theater because you have rehearsal like you go in and I feel like from day one the approach to English and the writing it was so different and it actually you know three and a half four weeks is not that long so you sort of jump in and I I, I mean there may be elements but I haven't like Marjan has felt deeply different from Afia to me, they're both their circumstances and just like the way that they like live through the world. I don't, but this will be very interesting because I start rehearsals for Wish You Were Here next Monday and we still have two weeks of performances. And I've never done that before. I'm rehearsing one during the day and performing a different one at night. And I don't, and it's by the same author. So I have no, I don't know yet what that will be. Although there, it's just like, I do think that characters like they tend to like, as you keep working on it, they have a spine. And I feel like the spines of all these characters are quite different from each other. So I, I, I mean, it's still told through me. So I'm sure their sensitivities or their, you know, hand, whatever, like they're like, I'm sure some things will be the same, but I do think that they're like, they're sort of, they all have a very like strong, they're like moral centers are very different from each other, which it's like, I guess that's part of the process is to find how they're different and how they're, you know, I don't know. I wish you could see them and you could tell me if they seem the same or different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and just to wrap up, think about anything other than acting and theater and being on stage and being on film what skill do you have outside of the arts that you would be a great teacher uh, for? Um, I love to cook and I, I, I find it really like, I don't know if I could teach it, but I, I, I mean, I think I could do a good course on like soup making <laughs> and broth making. And like, I weirdly, I like have a, I both for this um, Lunar New Year, I went with my little kid to Koreatown and we made like lucky Korean New Year soup. Like I really love like culturally specific, like trying to do it as, and I, I, I somehow seem to understand like, like, I, like my Korean dishes don't taste you know, Italian. Like, like my husband used to always joke, like whenever he's made a stir fry, but like, like <laughs> until he got with me where I was like, no, 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 you have to use this oil. You can't use olive oil and put these vegetables. So um, I think that would be one of them. I also like, again, I don't know if I could teach this, but I'm a enormous reader. Like I think that books in many ways have saved my life. And if I had, I don't know, I don't know if anyone would pay you just to read books but I would, I would like to do that um 
and other than that, like my greatest sort of, if I could, I, I, I really love horses. And I went and did this course once where it was like, you communed with horses. And I don't know, I would maybe explore that. I think someone would have to teach me versus the other way around. But um, I think those are the areas in which my, my sort of loves go. <laughs> They're all wonderful. So Margan, thank you so much for your time and for joining us. Would you like to invite our viewers and our listeners to go to English right now and to wish you were here in a couple of months? Yes, I would love right now. English is playing until February 20th at the Atlantic Theater um, on 20th Street. Um, tickets are selling out fast. So if you want to come, <laughs> come quickly. And then um, Wish You Were Here is going to be at Playwrights Horizons, I believe. I, I, I think we start sort of mid-April and we will run through May or June, depending on our extensions. And I, I think that they are all very, you know, universal. Like, I think they all pull at like very human themes and um, I, I love them and I think I, from from the responses of everyone who like writes to me every day from different parts of the world saying like oh I took a TOEFL class in Cambodia and this like sounds like my class you know I think and also in Wish You Were Here there there was I was talking to a woman she was like I never cry at plays and when I saw a reading of this it made me want to go and call my camp friends from when I was like 12 so there's like there's there's just things in it that I think are undeniably I don't know, they rest where our heart lies. And I think it, they're really worth a view. <laughs> and I'll add also that if you can find Almost in Love, please stream it. It's please. a gem of a movie. It I, is, love it so um, I think it is on Amazon and on um, Apple and iTunes. I think you can stream it on iTunes. It's a movie, it was a movie in two shots, Time to a Sunset and a Sunrise. And I, I couldn't be more proud of it. It's one of my favorite things I've done. It's gorgeous. Marjan, thank you again for your time. Thank you so it was much. a true pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.